Hello, I'm Paul Kitkat. And I'm Chalice Croke. This is the next podcast in our series, 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing and We Think You'll Find Useful to Know. We're recording these in our home studios, so we are socially distant, but mentally present. Uh, please excuse any stray noises you might hear, given the setup that we're using, or any oddness in the sound quality. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Hi, Rob. Good afternoon. Hi, Paul. Hi, Chalice. How are you doing? Hi, Rob. How are you doing? I'm very good, very good. I'm uh, sitting in my home office, uh, along with probably probably half the uh, creative industry at the moment. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, we're actually recording outdoors at the moment, which is very appropriate, as we'll come to shortly. So there may be in this uh, podcast a little bit of unusual noise. A Spitfire flew over a minute ago. I'm not joking. It was a Spitfire. And if that happens, we're going to definitely keep it in the podcast because it's a remarkable and fantastic sound. Um, anyway, it's good to be talking to you. Um, so can you just introduce yourself for the benefit of the listeners? Tell them who you are. Yeah, a little bit of a, a, little bit of a whistle-stop tour. So um, hello, I'm Rob Steeles. Um, I'm, uh, I'm an executive creative director. And I guess like you, Paul, I come from a copywriting background, um, even though I started off as, a, as an art director from... Uh, way, way, way back. Um, I got into the industry at the age of about 17 when I worked at, for an um, agency in Manchester on a work experience. It was JWT at the time, which is now Wonderman Thompson. Um, and um, yeah, I kind, of, I kind of got bitten by the bug on a, uh, from a graphic design course. And then from there, I, I, the only thing I've ever wanted to do is just carry on doing great ideas for clients and um, from there, I kind of moved on to kind of agencies like AMV and McCann and TBWA GGT, and then of course KitKat and Digitas, where I had the fortunate um, the fortune to work with yourself, Paul. You told me something which I think is quite remarkable, which is you actually left your job during lockdown, and the reason that you left is well, you can tell us. Um, I just made the decision to kind of start a new venture, which is not necessarily the what the wisdom and convention would normally think is the right thing to do in in this moment but I think I think it's the opposite I think it's kind of like a great time for people who've got an entrepreneurial spirit to um to kind of throw caution to the wind to a certain degree and and try something different because we know that coming out of the back of this there is going to be some uh, there is going to be some changes and clients are going to be looking for different things and it may not necessarily be the big agencies that uh, that benefit from that so I'm trying trying a little bit of something different um there was no no leaving dues and um no parties and which you know, to be honest with you i don't really like leaving dues uh, i'd much rather have like uh, welcoming parties and things like that so you know for me parties and big crowds have always been a bit of a struggle um you know they normally involve copious amounts of drink and i'm a complete lightweight and um there's a lot of small talk and it's quite i find them quite superficial you know and you know being a being an introvert that that environment is something that you kind of flinch a little bit at and you kind of have to force yourself to go to. Um, but I am also the very first person to receive those phantom phone calls that you you get and you have to go outside, of course, and take them uh, and never to return back to the party again. So <laughs> that's, that, that tends to be my, my modus operandi of, of kind of showing your face and then very, very quickly making a bit of an exit. Interesting. Uh, I'm the opposite from you Rob I'm an extrovert and I actually quite enjoy big crowds and Paul mentioned that we would um 
would have a topic about personality and behaviour. It was something I was really excited about because what we find is that there are two types of um, personality. One personality is the reactive personality, which is the personality people see often in the workplace. And it could be that in the workplace you're really extrovert or quite introvert. And the other is an instinctive personality. So the, the instinctive is who you actually really are. And it is common for us to be a bit of both. Mm. And it's also common in creative businesses for um, personality types to um, be typical in departments. So, for example, I work, um, I'm an operations director, but I run project management and client service. And client service people are regularly extrovert. Rob, you obviously worked in the creative department as I did yeah um, and you still do one of the things that uh, Chalice is quite right and I think there's a an idea that creatives are extroverts what do you think about that oh it's uh I think I do definitely think it's a bit of a, a misconception and I think to to what Chalice was saying earlier on there is a there is a uh a certain type of creative who will, who will bring a personality into the office. They don't necessarily bring themselves into the office. They bring somebody else. Um, so you do often get a few people who are kind of like that. Um, and obviously you get some, some, you know, some people who are painfully shy. Um, I think I was when I first started out. And I certainly wouldn't be doing a, a podcast if I, if, I, if I hadn't overcome some of this. Um, and but then or conversely, you've got people who you know really want to jump on stage and kind of um, and shine, you know. Um, so you, you're right. There is a there is a, a real balance to be had in terms of how you get a creative department to kind of fire on all cylinders. Because you know, um, I was going, I was thinking, having to think about some of the questions that we were going to talk about today, and, and this one came up, and it was, it was quite a, quite a good one. Because when I first started getting into advertising, you know, you're in you're in college, and you're in you're, you're basically you know you're there to kind of learn and whilst you're having a great time and you're finding discovering yourself and who you are and what what your character traits are you've got all these different characters around you that you you wouldn't normally bump into in in everyday life um so you know art college for me was like a, a mixture of um two camps basically there was, there was the van gogh camp which um we were quietly diligently working on kind of masterpieces in the corner and then you had the salvador dalis over there who were creating all sorts of chaos and mayhem and it was really interesting because in, in my in my college course at Bucks College, I, I was in the same year as Noel Fielding from Mighty Boosh and Bake Off. And occasionally, yeah. you know, we got to sit sit together and work on projects. So, you know, me being kind of really introverted and then Noel kind of out there with, you know, the way he is. Um, and it was absolutely fascinating to kind of work with somebody like that. And, and that really taught me a lesson that when we get into uh, building a creative department, you need both. And sometimes pairing both together on certain projects has a brilliant, brilliant outcome. Um, one of my old art directors, again, we, we were on a Myers-Briggs test. We were completely polar opposite. I mean, you could not get north and south any 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 more accurate than my, my old art director. And But we worked so incredibly well. 13 years, I think we were working together. So it shows that there's there's a there's an interesting mix that most departments kind of need to have in order to get that balance and i think clients would obviously absolutely benefit from that and if you had a really loud creative department of people who were um all extrovert and you know all wanted to kind of jump about it would be absolute chaos it would be a you know it would be a, 
It'd be a zoo, actually, not a creative department. <laughs> you kind of conjured up for me the image of a creative department full of characters like Noel, which would be, <laughs> from my point of view, as the kind of, if I were in charge of a department like that, I think I would just have to go home and hide. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to cope with it at all. <laughs> he, he's, so, a, he, he's actually a very, very shy guy actually he's very extrovert but very shy um and, and you know he's, yeah. he, uh, he's he, he, but super talented yes back to the reactive and the instinctive style yes yeah so what do you reckon has being introverted affected you in your career it hasn't stopped my kind of my climb up the ladder you know it, what it shows is that having worked with you know some really really talented kind of people in, in management yourself paul and and the likes of of, of nick moore you know, people who understand that there's a balance between, um, you know, who's got the right talent, who's got the right temperament, who's got the right mentality to kind of work with clients, because not all clients want the big jazz hand creatives. You know, there's going to be times when you do, like in, sometimes in a big pitch where there's a lot of people to kind of impress and maybe you do want somebody to stand up and, and, and be the showman. Sometimes you want the David Abbott approach, and I don't know if you've seen David Abbott's kind of B, uh, pitch for BT that's been... Um, on the internet, if you, you should do a Google for that, if you if you haven't seen it, it's it's a masterclass in somebody just talking about brilliant work and why things are right, and he does it in such a, a disarming way. And I think again, even though he was a big leader of a big agency, he was quite a quiet and understated character, and he didn't he didn't necessarily um, feel the need to um, be somebody he's not. So, from my point of view introverted being an introvert has given me some pros and cons i would say and the, the blessings within the department of being an introvert means you get a slightly closer or actually in some instances very close working relationship with your creative team and and, and fellow colleagues because you can go and have more one-to-one -one conversations with them because that's where you feel more comfortable so those things naturally lead you into um a better working relationship with your department and a more trusting uh, environment um but then also during pitches for example you can they you know my introversion can show itself in in certain certain forums not actually the pitch itself funnily enough i actually really like standing up in front of a, a bunch of strangers and talking about my work and the creative agency and all that i i get i get i clam up um, and the bit I struggle with is the the run through uh, or the or the kind of the rehearsals for the pitch. I just I just hate them. I hate trying to feel like I need to have all the answers. And I know you had that on another podcast, Paul, where you have you don't need all the answers. But I feel like in 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 that in that forum you do. Um, and brainstorms are another area where you know they're, they're, again they're a forum for the loudest person to blurt out anything uh, and seem to be contributing the most. Um, and because they're they're there for an hour or two um, at, at, at the max, the people who like to sit back and digest and percolate ideas um, don't often get a chance to really really throw something out there that's more of more value, or of more use, or of of more worth for uh, for the clients. So those are the areas where I've kind of struggled really with introversion. It's very I I, I find this very interesting that you said the run-through is horrible extroverted behavior in the agency doesn't sit well with you you manage in a in a one-to-one -one or one-to-two style so it's much more personal and intimate I think it would if I can use that word so that you earn people's trust and yet you're saying also that you're happy to stand up and present and do that performance and I I would never have said that you 
presenting work or, or me presenting work, either of us would come across as particularly extroverted. But I think we were capable of presenting work well because we both um, would have 100% emotional commitment to the work that we were presenting. And that, I think, is what carries you through and enables you to be a really powerful presenter, even if your nature is quite shy. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, you know, I've, I have, in, in the past, I've been told that I do need to step up and, and be and be more more of a showy. Come on, you know, you're a you're a creative. Put on a bit, bit more of a show. Be you know, or even to the point of that, actually building an, an alter ego for yourself, kind of a Clark Kent type character, um, to to kind of step up in front of of clients and be somebody you're not. But I'm kind of of the belief, uh, you know, and this, you don't, you don't always have to take everybody's advice, right? So I, I kind of like didn't want to do that. Um, but I'm, you know, if I'm confident of what I'm saying or showing, um, you know, I can talk to anybody or any number of people as myself. Um, and nine times out of 10, that yeah. makes you instantly more trustworthy than somebody, um, you know, looking looking to a person or a characterization of yourself or a caricature, um, you know, and to be kind of told to, you know, by anyone really to change who you are, especially if it comes, if it's if you if you are if you're aware of it and you 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 become a slightly more animated version of yourself, that's fine. But for other people to turn around to you and say you need to be this type of person uh, to either get away, get on in, in your career, or to go and do these presentations, I find that kind of really kind of disrespectful for for people, and it's a absolute body blow for the confidence uh, of anybody to say that you're not the right person. To be doing this presentation and it might be a blend of taking into consideration who the clients are at that particular time maybe, you know maybe i'm not the right person to go into that pitch and that's that's easy to talk easier to talk about than than to go i don't think you're you've got the personality to become cco or whatever it's going to be that you know that those those things do happen and i think as i've gone through agencies i've been very mindful not to kind of tell people to change who they are and what they believe in, but but to, to be mindful of their weaknesses and, and just work on those because, you know, becoming a more animated version of yourself is what you naturally do anyway in a pitch situation because you want people in that room to like you, understand what you're saying and and take it all on board because people buy, buy people as much as they buy the, the creative work. So you know, you've got to be quite careful if you're introverted not to be too introverted and also if you're extrovert not to be too extrovert because you can come across as completely crazy yeah and um i'm often tasked with the challenge of encouraging people to understand their own behavior and also how to adapt it but i would never recommend that people try and change not least because as we've identified there are different role types in a team and often the client service team are often there to be that more kind of flamboyant jazz hands presence if you like yeah i mean i you wouldn't put somebody in in a situation where they didn't feel like they wanted to talk to a talk to a client some when i'm talking to my creatives in in my departments i tend to give them two or three different ways of of you know giving them a kind of a a, a trajectory in their careers you know not everybody yeah. wants to fight to become the creative director you know and that but that becomes kind of like a really difficult battle to have within a department you try and open it up and say if you want to be a brilliant practitioner and and just literally focus on the craft and design of your work and you know push people internally then we'll go in this direction we'll give you the training for that but if you want to be somebody who stands up and talks more to the about the work to the clients and, and start to lead from that direction more managerial leadership then here's here's what you need to do and here are some courses and here are some here's some training that 
we think will help you with your with the confidence not not change how you do things but help you refine what you've already got so rob what advice would you give to anybody um that works in a creative department and they have a slight hesitation about whether they are too introverted or extroverted <laughs> uh, there's, there's probably quite a, quite a long list of stuff but i'll try and keep it to like four or five things but i would say the first thing you've got to try and do is, is actually it's a bit of a coming out moment i think you have to kind of come out to your business uh, or to some people within the business your line manager or whoever quite early on in your career and say look I'm, I'm i'm introverted and these are some of the things that i i struggle with and i suffer with if i'm quiet this is what i'm thinking that opens up a conversation and a lot of different channels that allow you to you know allow the business to kind of not change where how it does things but but be more aware of things and you, you know they may be missing out on some absolute gold dust if they don't do that you know if if an introvert is too quiet within a business or not allowed to have uh, a forum somewhere then you're potentially missing out on them. so my, my 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 first point is kind of like do come out and say i am a little bit of an introvert or i'm a massive introvert one way or the other it helps in your career talk to the business about about making forums more open and less intimidating so there's often kind of we're all time poor and everyone gets together for kind of group gatherings and we all know what it's like when we stand up in front of the uh, of the the whole agency and say has anybody got any questions? And nobody has any questions because everyone's like, I'm not putting my hand up, you know, forget that. So it's, it's allowing more of the kind of the, the afterthoughts, let those, those the, let the thinking percolate a little bit, then give people that channel to go and have a thought after the event uh, and keep things open for a little bit longer than just to let people get their thinking straight. A second to last point would be never change who you are. Um, you know, accept that you are an introvert and and, and enjoy it. Actually, the, the power of being an introvert will allow you to have have better relationships. I think with our closer relationships with your with your with your teams and people uh, from a more personal level. I think you'll get more stability within your department um, as, as a result of being somebody who is easier to talk to. And because you are easier to talk to, that's because you've got exceptional listening skills. So make sure that. You know, you listen before you open your mouth is the other is, is one thing that I've I've always taken with me everywhere. Never be the first one to open your mouth and offer an opinion, especially as you as you climb up the ladder of, of your of your organization. You become the highest paid person in the room and, and everyone's going to defer to what you think and you may not be aware of it. So it's it's opening the forum for everybody to talk and then being the last person to speak. So having you know, that gives you a little bit more time as well to kind of like distill what's been going on in the room and come to some sort of conclusion or come to some sort of action. Um, and then finally, I'd probably I'd probably read a few few little books about it as well. There's there's quite a few out there about introversion and creativity. Um, some quick Google on searches will find you some really interesting stuff from um, from Harvard, for example, in their business about introversion is really good. And there's a, a new book which is kind of poignant, you know, me changing career at the moment is by um, a guy called Tom Alberton, who's um, written a book called The Freelance Introvert. And that's that's full of stuff that's really, really, really useful. How do you become your own boss? If you're introverted, you've really got to put yourself out there because you, everything is on the line with your, your your own business. You have to be the extrovert sometimes. And, and you know, it's a really good read. Um, so I'd recommend that one, Tom Albrighton. So that's the, brilliant. Yeah, those ones, That's that's what I would do. Excellent. Well, I think okay. as an extrovert, um, to add to that, what I would like to recommend is to be aware of how your behaviour can impact um, introverts is really important when you're an extrovert. 
I have a, a one contribution to make to this, um, which is to say, I have observed that introverts tend to regard extroverts as inauthentic, and extroverts regard introverts as hiding something, and that <laughs> because basically introverts are hiding their feelings in themselves, but not with any malicious purpose. So when you said, as an introvert, you need to tell people that's who you are and and what it means. I think that's a great way to counter the suspicion that extroverted people will have that you're hiding something. How extroverts stop themselves seeming in, inauthentic is not something that I'm qualified to comment on. <laughs> and I'm an extrovert, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. That's fantastic. No, before you go, sure. um, you must give us a plug for your new venture. Just tell us what you're doing very quickly. Uh, yes, it's... Um... It's a new creative and strategic uh, consultancy that's dedicated to helping outdoor brands and organizations. So basically, it's a blend of the two things that I love doing, which is you know solving problems for clients and being creative. Um, but also, I've got a, a, a huge passion for being outdoors and all outdoor brands. Uh, and I just think there's a, a time, especially now with COVID-19 and, and people rediscovering the, the great outdoors and many for the first time. I think it's um, it's a good time to kind of set something up and help clients in, in you know, move forward uh, in this kind of new era that we kind of find ourselves post, post-COVID. So that's my new venture. Um, and um, I haven't got the website yet. I'm still working on that, but it, it should be ready in the next week or two. So um, it's all very new and yeah, it's all exciting. When is the business launching and what's it called? It's called OutCreate. So it'll, the, the website will be outcreate.io. Um, yeah. And it should be, we're kind of live now, but we're, our website's not, uh, not up and running just yet. So there's, there's, um, it should be in the next week or two. We should be open. Uh, I saw a little post on LinkedIn for OutCreate and I commented because I think it's a fantastic idea. And Chalice, I know, is a very much an outdoor person, so I think she'll be equally supportive of that notion, yeah? Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and wish you all the best, Rob. Yeah, good luck with it, really. I think it'll do very well. I hope so. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you uh, letting me onto your uh, your podcast. It's been great. Thank you once more to Rob for coming on the show. Really very interesting stuff about being an introvert in what appears to be a highly extroverted business environment. Useful tips there for anyone who feels that they themselves are introverted and needs to cut through all the noise. So, absolutely brilliant. And there was no return of the Spitfire, which is a bit disappointing, but never mind. What we have got coming up in future episodes is more guests with more interesting opinions. But in the meantime, have a look out for Rob's website when it pops up. Outcreate. Very interesting venture. Thanks again, Rob. 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing and We Think You'll Find Useful to Know is a series of podcasts created by Paul Kitkat and Chalice Krogh. Production was by William Kitkat, who also wrote the theme music. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe. See you soon. Bye.